1: Thank you very much, Jay, and hello, friends. Today, let us consider one word, and that word is wrath. Now, dear friends, when one considers the wrath of God, that is enough to stop an individual in his tracks and begin thinking that God's wrath is something of which one wants no part. I believe we are in a world today that less and less people think about the wrath of God. We want to think about God being a God of love, and that is true, as we note in 1 John 4 and verse 8. But also we understand that God one day will return. Christ will return. This old world will end. And when we think about the wrath of God, there is also expressed the nature of God relative to His patience with man. Peter states in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is longsuffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. When the wrath of God is extended as that thief in the night, as in this context, please know that His longsuffering in grace comes before His wrath. His plea is for all to come to repentance, a change of decision, that results in a change of direction. God's long-suffering is also seen from Isaiah 54, verses 7-10. through The Bible says, For a mere moment I have forsaken you, but with great mercies I will gather you. With a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. For this is like the waters of Noah to me, For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. This is the latter part of the book of Isaiah to where God has rebuked isaiah or rather through isaiah rebuked the people in the first 39 chapters he's rebuked them for the sin that they have brought forth and what they've done and how they will go off into captivity and they did because they had turned from god but god reminded them in the latter 27 chapters of that book that he would be long-suffering with them that he would never be away from them That shows God's great mercy, but notice He did acknowledge His wrath was upon them. And when we think about the wrath of God, dear friends, there are things God has provided that we may embrace to help us avoid God's wrath. As we think further on these things, I welcome the writing of Joe Wells. Joe is a beloved friend, brother, and fellow servant, and I love his family dearly. Through his work, Kyle Publications, He's done a wonderful job encouraging families, rearing children, and helping them along life's way. In the wonderful devotional guide titled One Word, we will see these thoughts from Joe in a moment, the thoughts of Isaiah 54, 7 through 10. But before we do that, I'd like to bring a couple of things to your attention. We extend much appreciation to the editorial board of One Word and especially to board member and co-editor Dale Jenkins for permission to use this material on the International Gospel Hour. We are indebted to them for their good work and our fellowship with them. And also, with our introductory thoughts from the book of Isaiah, our J-Webb has some additional study material from the Old Testament we'd love to send to you, absolutely free. Tell us more, Jay.
0: The Apostle Paul said in Romans fifteen four, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. The Book of Psalms is a book of patience and comfort, and we have a study guide on Psalm one hundred thirteen through one hundred eighteen, and we'd like to send it to you absolutely free. May we send it to you? Please call toll free at one eight five five IGH six nine eight eight and leave your name, address, and just say Psalm Study 1. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988, and please leave your name, address, and just say Psalm Study 1. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Psalm Study 1. We'll send it right away. Now, let's go back to Jeff.
1: And now, concerning Isaiah 54, 7 through 10, our brother Joe Wells pens the following. Imagine yourself enjoying the park on a sunny afternoon. You're listening to the birds chirp and enjoying the sound of the wind gently moving through the trees, the rustling leaves, and the sweet smell of the season in the air. As you sit on a park bench, you relax, laying your head back to look up in the sky, and notice the whiter clouds are moving to the east pretty quickly, and behind them are dark gray storm clouds approaching like an invading army seeking to destroy the peace. And before you make it halfway home, the downpour begins. This is not one of those soft afternoon showers usually experienced in the month of April. Rather, you are quickly realizing how blessed Noah truly was to be on that ark, as your water begins squeezing out of your shoes because your socks have absorbed everything they possibly could. As you arrive home, you hurry inside, rushing to dry off and change clothes, gaining the relief of being out of the soggy, clingy clothes and in fresh, dry ones. You cozy into your easy chair and soak in the warmth. It's these moments that cause you to truly appreciate being dry and warm. Have you ever noticed how we, at times, don't appreciate the fullness of one aspect of God until we come to appreciate another more fully? In Isaiah 54, 7-10, God uses this teaching concept to tell Judah of His great mercy and compassion He will pour on them after the time of exile is fulfilled. In this passage, His anger, or wrath, is described in terms of brevity— whereas His loving kindness is called everlasting, verse 8. They are written as of opposites, yet are joined to help Judah appreciate the depth of both aspects of God's nature. Just as we are reminded of how wonderful it is to be warm and dry after being captured in a downpour, we can be reminded of the magnitude of God's wrath by looking at and fully appreciating the greatness of His mercy. Dear friends, that's true. When we see the power of God's wrath, let us be thankful for God's mercy. And for the next few moments, let's consider the blessings and the good that is available, that is totally opposite of the wrath of God. As we embrace the words and works of God, we avoid His wrath. It has been said, sin takes us toward God's wrath. God has the way to take us away from sin. Let's consider some scripture. How about the first one? From Romans 1.18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Now that's interesting. You see, the wrath of God is revealed against ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. That is God's nature. And against men, now listen what they're doing, they're holding the truth in unrighteousness. Rather than, as we go on into Romans 1.19, that they would obey the truth as God has shown it, they want to hold it in unrighteousness. They either want to use it awry, or hold it back, or ignore it. Dear friends, when we hold the truth in righteousness, that's when we are obedient to the gospel. Go up a couple of verses in Romans one sixteen. for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. But verse 17 continues, for therein, therein where, the gospel, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Dear friends, when we hold the truth in righteousness, when we obey it and hold it as God has brought it forth, the wrath of God will not be upon us. How about another verse? From Romans 2 and verse 5, Paul writes, But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. The hardness and impenitent heart. Well, dear friends, quite simply, we need to change the heart. You know, that's a definition of repentance, to change your hearts. In Acts 2 and verse 38, we note Peter's answer when they were pricked in their hearts. In verse 37, he came back in verse 38 and said, "...repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." Dear friends, that is of great interest. The definition of repentance, some translations even literally make it, change your hearts. Let's remember the words of Jesus in Matthew 12:35: A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Let's think a little bit more about this in a moment, but now, once again, our J. Webb. The International Gospel Hour
0: has been heard over the airwaves since 1934. During all this time, we've been blessed to be on the air through gracious giving of congregations of Churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends. That's why you will never hear us asking for money or for any type of donation from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We plead for all to carry forth the words of Jesus to search the scriptures, John 5:39, and we do so with the aim of the words of Peter in 2 Peter 3:18 to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you so so much for listening. Let's continue
1: our broadcast.
0: And now here's
1: Jeff. And yes, dear friends, to continue some thoughts from our J Web We love to help you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And everything is free on our broadcast. We're going to study some more together on our next broadcast. My time has gotten away. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jeff Archie. And until next time on the International Gospel Hour, keep listening. Thank
0: you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, InternationalGospelHour.com